After staying home for more than two years now, people are traveling this summer, and for many, that means flying. Demand is soaring, and so are ticket prices. According to government figures, airfare shot up 19% in April, and prices are expected to continue climbing through the busy vacation season. I'm Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man, a contributing editor at Checkbook.org. Welcome to Consumerpedia. At Checkbook.org, we're the nonprofit that helps consumers select services, avoid trouble, and save money. Because we don't accept any advertising or take money from any business we recommend, you can rely on Checkbook.org to be completely independent and objective. Now, here's the host of Consumerpedia, America's consumer expert, the consumer man, Herb Weisbaum. In this episode, advice from a seasoned traveler, Checkbook's executive editor, Kevin Brassler. He knows how to find the lowest fares and the best ways to book your trip. Kevin, you're sharing your travel smarts with us in an article entitled 60 Strategies for Finding the Best Deals and Avoiding Trouble. I assume you wrote this on planes and at airport lounges? Yeah, practically. You stopped at 60, huh? I stopped at 60. I figured after about 100 hours of working on this. Uh, but I do think that you know what we have here is a pretty good comprehensive list of advice on things to do and things to avoid. Well, I got an advanced copy and I actually read it and there's a lot of great information. We're going to focus in this podcast on air travel. Prices keep going up. Planes are packed. The airlines don't have to wheel and deal. Are there any good deals out there or should we just be prepared to spend a whole lot more than we expected? Well, it depends. I mean, it depends largely on the route you want to take and when you want to travel and also how flexible you can be. And that's true really regardless of whether or not fares are higher or lower uh, compared to usual. And right now, yes, fares are on average way, way up. Airlines basically last year learned a lesson, which was, you know, they needed to add back capacity. They did so way too quickly. And they were, you know, had ran into huge problems in terms of serving customers. They had to cancel a lot of flights and a lot of passengers were rightfully very upset with them. And so this time around, airlines, they have, a, you know, a pilot shortage, they have crew shortages, they haven't been able to add back planes to routes that they want to do. And so instead, they've just cut back on their service, which means with rising demand, the prices go up too. All airfare these days is controlled by algorithms. And so when demand is down and it looks like there are more seats available, then the algorithm will say, well, we're going to lower prices to get more people to buy. Right now, what we have is because there aren't as many planes that are going to be in the air, the prices are way up because people do want to travel again and there's just not enough capacity for them. But having said that, you can still get good deals. Uh, You just have to be really patient and really, and this is the most important thing, flexible. You know, flexible in terms of the dates you can fly, the destinations you're going to. The more flexibility you have, the easier it will be to find lower fares. Is it right based on these computer algorithms that sometimes you can get a cheaper ticket if you buy two single tickets as opposed to two people traveling together? Yeah, sometimes it makes sense to, if you're traveling with a group, to kind of separately look to book your airfare. And the reason is, is that airlines, as they start to fill up a plane, the prices might go up. And so if there, you have a family of four, it might make sense to buy two pairs of tickets as opposed to four tickets together. Just know that means you're splitting up your party in terms of the itinerary. Uh, if you need to make a change, you're going to have to make two different changes. Kevin, I know when you search for airfares, you often use a site called Kayak. What are some of the other sites you use? 
Google Flights has a great search site. A lot of people recommend that and like that, and it's a good one. I also sometimes will use Skyscanner. It tends to work with more third-party bookers, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, than the other sites do. And so sometimes, not always, but sometimes you can find you know a slightly better deal on Skyscanner or kind of a surprise fare that you, you're not going to find other places. I, I would say those are the three main sites worth looking at. Uh, there are several others, but overall, you're unlikely likely to uncover, you know, a significantly better deal on one site versus another. And that's because airlines really kind of, they, they hold their pricing steady across all the different channels that sell seats on their flights, except for these third-party bookers, which are kind of the exception to the rule. The way I use these search engines is to sort of compare the prices between airlines for the same route I'm trying to go, and then I book my flight directly with the airline. Yeah, and that's predominantly what I do also. Uh, And the reason is, is that if there's a problem, there's no question where I need to go to get my refund or to make a a change to my ticket. Book through a third party, it's not always clear who to complain to uh, or who to request a refund from. Uh, The other reason I'd like to book directly with an airline is that you tend to get better fare rules when you're booking with an airline than you do with a third party booker. If you can book with the airline for the exact same price as what you're offered from some third party booker, then book with the airline. It's just an easier thing to do and you have a little bit more control over what happens if something goes wrong. I know you keep track of the deals with a few online airfare newsletters. Which ones do you check? So there's several. The one I use most often is called Scott's Cheap Flights. There are several others. There's one called Airfare uh, Watchdog. Uh, The other one is called The Flight Deal. And Travel Pirates also has a newsletter. They're all great. They often uncover the same kinds of deals. And what they do is they just alert you periodically via email. They might tell you, for example, that, oh, you know, right now we're seeing, you know, lower than usual fares to Italy or to to Spain or to France. They might alert you to a deal that you might not have discovered on your own, uh, especially if you're not obsessively searching like I do all the time. Now, here's something really important for people who don't travel a lot or who haven't traveled recently. When you're searching for the best deal, you've got to know what it means when it says basic economy. Yeah, it's the lowest price on the flight, and there's a reason for that. If you are a budget-minded traveler and you can pack light and you don't mind being at the bottom of the airline's pecking order in terms of selecting a seat, being able to check luggage, things like that, then I think basic economy, it's fine. It's something worth exploring. It's something worth buying, especially if you can save a lot of money booking one of those tickets. The big drawbacks to basic economy are that, you know, first of all, you don't get to select your seat. If you're traveling as a family, you're likely to not sit together and you're probably going to be in a middle seat. Mm -hmm. But the biggest problem is that the fare rules are very restrictive. You are not going to be able to make changes to your ticket. If you change your mind about a trip, you're not going to get a credit as you would if you changed another ticket. There's really basically no changes, no refunds when it comes to basic economy fares. And especially these days where there's just still a lot of uncertainty over travel due to COVID and other things, I think you really have to be careful before you buy one of the seats. The biggest problem I have with basic economy is that the airlines put those prices out there up front to make their real fares you know, seem lower, that every airline's doing this. They give you a fare that it looks attractive. Oh, that seems like a good deal. But then when you click through, you realize, oh yeah, well, if I actually want to be able to make a change to this ticket or select my seat or check a bag, it's going to cost hundreds of dollars more. Fortunately, sites 
like Kayak and Google Flights and others, you know, they have filters that usually let you control the prices you're seeing to kind of filter out these basic economy seats. Uh, mm-hmm. But I can tell you, they don't work perfectly, especially with these third-party discounters. Often when I'm looking for airfare, I'll say, oh, that looks like a great deal. But then when you actually click through to see what it includes, it often doesn't include a check bag or seat selection and things like that. And it's, it's pretty frustrating. You know, we always hear that booking a vacation package is the way to save. Is it? We'll talk about that straight ahead. This is Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Checkbook has consumer ratings and evaluations for travel agents in these seven metro areas. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. The ratings are available with a subscription. If you live in one of these seven areas and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Get a free 30-day subscription by going to checkbook.org consumerpedia. When it comes to travel, no one at Checkbook does more of it than our executive editor, Kevin Brassler. His motto is, have backpack, will travel. Kevin, you like to travel as much as I like a good piece of pizza with a nice microbrew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably true. You know, and I like to travel, by the way. I mean, I like to be at different places. I just don't like the hassle of getting there. That's what bothers me. Yeah, and I used to be like that. I used to have to, you know, I hate waiting. I hate having to be on the flight, and there's always delays. They just, you know, airlines especially just do not value your time at all. Right. Uh, But over the years, you know, I've found that the more traveling I do, the more patient I can be. And the key is I just take a lot of work along with me. That way, you know, even if I'm trapped in a seat, you know, I just pretend I'm in the office doing work and plugging along. So that helps, too. Well, we decided to fly to Hawaii this year first class. It's a five and a half hour flight and we get a box lunch. After the box lunch was taken away, I turned to the Delta flight attendant and said, where's the hot fudge Sunday?" He says, sir, those days are long gone. He's right. I hear stories of back in the day, what first class is like, and it is nothing like that anymore. I can tell you that. So every story on saving money on travel says that there's a best day of the week to book and a best time of the day to buy your plane tickets. Is that really true, Kevin? Yeah, I read a lot of advice. There's a lot of articles out there that say, you know, the best time to shop for flights is on Tuesday after midnight or, you know, exactly 60 days before the uh, departure. A lot of this advice, they're relying on, you know, aggregate data, trying to pinpoint, you know, this is when prices tend to be the lowest on average, but it doesn't really do you much good, I don't think, in terms of booking low fares. The algorithms the airlines use, uh, fares are changing constantly as planes fill up, prices go up as they need to fill planes up, prices go down. Uh, really, the best strategy is to, as we've, we've already said, remain flexible if you can, especially about when you're going to travel and where you're going to go, and just monitor fares. A great feature of a lot of these flight searching uh, websites like Kayak, like Google Flights is you can set up alerts. So the website will email you or text you when it sees fares go down. You can set a threshold level or you can let it determine when it thinks that the prices have gone down enough for you to buy. And so that's a great way just to kind of discover, okay, these are the different itineraries I'm thinking about taking. And now they'll tell you, okay, now it looks like prices might have gone low enough to where this is the best time to buy. But these rules of thumb in terms of, oh, this is the best time to do it, I I think for the most part, that stuff's nonsense. Usually at about a week away from a departure, that's when prices go through the roof. Because at that point, the airlines know that the people who are booking those last minute fares are usually business travelers. And it means that they need to be somewhere and they're just going to pay whatever for their ticket. So you do want to book pretty far out. Is there a rule of thumb as when to book? No, there's not. 
do the best you can to remain flexible. And, and when it looks like prices are low, go ahead and book. These days, a strategy worth considering uh, is to go ahead and book. And then if you see prices dip below, far below, especially what you've paid, then go ahead and rebook at that lower rate. A lot of airlines these days, for example, will let you do that and they'll give you a credit for the difference. Uh, so that's the strategy I've taken where our family is taking a trip uh, during the holidays and and I just booked tickets for that and it's you know it's way out right it's seven months out from when we're going to travel uh, mm-hmm. but I decided to go ahead and do it knowing that if fares get you know lower than the prices we've paid I can just rebook with American and I'll have a credit for the difference right now so long as the airlines don't start charging those ridiculous two hundred dollar change fees you can do that. If they reinstate those, now that changes the game because the price will have to be reduced per ticket by more than $200 for it to make sense to rebook and try to capture that difference. With all the traveling you do, I know you take advantage of the miles and the points and the frequent flyer programs. Any uh, couple of tips you have on that for us? Definitely sign up for the different airlines programs. So as, as you book a ticket, go ahead and sign up for its frequent flyer program. Even if you don't travel much, it's good to do that because you just never know whether or not you're going to be able to take it advantage uh, of those miles. Uh, With most airlines, the miles do expire after a certain amount of time, and so you might lose the value of them. Uh, The exception there is Delta. Its miles never expire, so if you're going to take a trip on Delta, you may as well sign up and just let the miles accrue. Having said all that, I I just urge people, don't become obsessed uh, with earning miles on one carrier. You have to consider that for the most part, these programs, one point or one mile is worth about a penny. And so if you can save hundreds of dollars by booking on a different airline than your preferred one. Don't book your your preferred one and pay a lot more just for the sake of getting the miles because you're just not getting a good deal there. You know, look to save money as opposed to racking up a ton of points because if you don't travel a lot, you're not going to rack up a ton of points. It's not going to make a big difference. You have Mm -hmm. to travel a lot before they start giving you first class upgrades and things like that. One thing you can do is get the airline credit card, which may give you free baggage and that kind of stuff. a good way to see. Yeah, it gets you free baggage. And usually there's a big bonus when you sign up for those cards. You can get 40,000 miles up front. Some are 70,000 now. I just got an offer from the mail the other day, 70,000. So it could be anywhere between you know, $300 and $700 worth of basically frequent flyer points for signing up. These cards only make sense though if you pay off your bill every month, because the interest rates that come with those cards, as you know well, Herb, you've written about this many times before, the interest rates are very high with those cards. And most of them also come with pretty hefty annual fees. And so you might need to do a little bit of math to figure out whether or not the travel points you're going to accrue from charging stuff on your card throughout the year will make up for that $95 annual fee. So you want to make sure that you're going to charge enough to compensate for that. For me, it definitely makes sense to have one of those cards cards, but for a lot of consumers, it doesn't because a lot of consumers carry a balance on their credit cards. If that's the case, you want to avoid these cards. There's going to be better deals out there for you. The ads make it look like you'll save money if you book a package, maybe your hotel and air, maybe your hotel and air and rental car. Do packages really save you money? So you can get a better deal with vacation packages, but you really do have to do your homework. And it's going to be a lot of homework to make sure that they are indeed saving you money versus just shopping around for the best deal on your own. You also may want to consider if you're thinking about a vacation package using a travel agent. I mean, I know it seems like no one uses travel agents anymore 
for, but especially for vacation packages, they often know about deals that you might not find on your own, or they know enough to where they can just kind of boil down the available deals to pinpoint the ones that make the most sense for you and will save you the most money. Travel agents do get paid commissions from vacation packagers. And so it's one of those areas where it does make sense, I think, to at least consider using a travel agent. Just make sure you're using one that has a lot of experience booking travel to the place where you're thinking about going. You know, we're going to Europe in the fall, and I wouldn't even consider doing all the things we do without a travel agent. A travel agent knows the area, knows how to finagle things with a cruise ship and get better rooms and all that kind of stuff. And I don't pay a dime. It all comes out of the commission that he gets. Yeah, I think that's great. Again, you know, make sure that the travel agent has experience booking travel in that area. And also ask up front about, you know, what are your fees? Because as long as the travel agent is getting paid commissions from the different tour operators or the cruise line or the hotel or whatever, then they're likely to work for free for you. But if they're not getting commissions, if you're having them, you know, do research for you in terms of which hotel to stay in an exotic locale where they're not paying commissions, you might get charged for their services because, again, they want to get compensated for their time. You know, a lot can go wrong when you leave home. Your flight can get canceled. You could get sick and not be able to go. Your fun getaway destination can be hit by a hurricane. Does travel insurance make sense? Up next, Kevin shares his thoughts about that. This is Consumerpedia, powered by Checkbook.org. Consumerpedia Fast Facts. The longest commercial flight in the world is the Singapore Airlines flight from Singapore to New York's JFK Airport. It's more than 9,328 miles, with an average flight time of 18 hours and 40 minutes. The world's shortest commercial flight is between Westray and Papa Westray off the coast of Scotland. Flight time is less than two minutes. It's half that time if the winds are favorable. The shortest commercial flight in the U.S., San Francisco to Santa Rosa. It's 40 minutes gate to gate, but the SkyWest jet is only in the air for about 15 minutes. Please buckle up for takeoff. We're talking to Checkbook's executive editor, Kevin Brassler, a very frequent flyer. And in your new article, you talk about finding the deals and avoiding trouble. So let's talk about that. You advise caution when it comes to booking airfare with third-party companies. Explain about that, if you would. The main reason is that there are lots of different companies out there that will consolidate fares or have some special rates with different airlines. And you'll run across them when you're doing searches on Kayak and Google Flights and Skyscanner. They're worth exploring, especially if you can save a lot of money. Just know that when you buy these tickets, you're largely usually going to be considered by that airline. You're going to be like at the bottom of their pecking order in mm-hmm. terms of the fair rules you'll get, uh, that you might not be able to make changes, that you might not be able to select your seat. And the biggest problem I've had when I've bought these fares in the past is that they've just changed our flights. Like, for example, I booked tickets uh, on British Airways using one of these third-party bookers. And it was like eDreams or GoToGate or Just Fly or one of those things that I found on Kayak. And they kept changing my my itinerary. You know, at first we were connecting through London and then we were connecting through Madrid and then JFK. And each time they changed our itinerary, I'd have to go back in and reselect all our seats. And they would add a really long layover. And so I'd call and try to get switched over to different flights. We live in the Washington area. They kept changing our origination airport. It's really convenient to where we live to fly out of Dulles or National Airport. They changed our flights to Baltimore, which, again, it's just more of a hassle. It's another hour to get there, and parking's atrocious up there, and traffic's always bad. Again, was it worth it? Was it worth the $400 savings I got by booking using that company? Yeah, it was. I would do it again if I could save that much, but going into it, 
I just think people need to be aware that these seats, they're often discounted. They're better prices than you can get elsewhere, but it might be more of a hassle. And another important thing to keep in mind is that it's not clear if you need a refund, if there's a problem, who to ask for that refund from. Do you ask from the airline or do you ask from this third-party booker? During the pandemic, a lot of the airlines were like, hey, no, your, your tickets were booked through this third-party company. You got to go get the refund from them. Uh, and it was a nightmare for a lot of travelers to make that happen. Be a lot of finger pointing if something goes wrong. See them, see them, see them. That's the problem you have. Right. So if it's the same price, if you can get the same price booking directly with the airline, or for that matter, a hotel or a car rental agency or a tour operator, uh, or even a vacation rental place, try to book direct. It just eliminates this, any kind of middleman in the in the process. And if there's a problem, you know who to go to. There's not going to be any of, oh, it's not my fault. You have to go talk to the airline or it's not my fault, says the airline. You have to go talk to this third party booker. So you can't buy a ticket these days without a big screen popping up. Do you want to insure your purchase? Are you sure you don't want to insure this? Things could go wrong. What about the insurance, the travel insurance that's offered by the airlines? Yeah, the stuff offered by the airlines and the travel booking sites, it's garbage. Don't buy it. There's too many exclusions. If you read through these policies, you'll you'll wonder, well, what does this even cover? Earthquakes and pandemics and you know acts of God and all these things are excluded from the coverage. And they originally wrote up these policies basically to ironically protect you against their ridiculous change fees, these $200 change fees they had, uh, right. which have gone away. If you want to buy insurance, and I really urge people not to usually buy insurance. For most travelers, trip insurance, travel insurance, it doesn't make money much sense. If you're going to buy it, though, generally you want to buy it on your own. There's various websites out there like Insure My Trip and others that sell standalone policies. Uh, and the ones you want to consider usually are cancel for any reason policies, because as that sounds like, you can cancel for any reason. You don't have to jump through any hoops and there aren't any exclusions. Before you do so, and, and Herb, I want to do this, cover this on a different podcast, on its own podcast, I really urge people to consider what it is they're risking when they're traveling without trip insurance or travel insurance. I had to cancel for my family four different trips due to COVID concerns over the last couple of years, four different trips and a lot of stuff we prepaid. Mm -hmm. And I didn't lose a dime. I was able to get money back from airlines due to canceled flights or get trip credits or hotels and vacation rentals. Let me rebook. I didn't really risk anything, and I'm glad I didn't waste money on insurance for any of those trips. Well, the reason why we buy insurance when we go to Europe is because, and a lot of people don't know this, Medicare does not cover you when you're outside the United States. So we want the health coverage, number one, and God forbid we're not in a developed country and got to get out of there. We have the flight evacuation, and that's why we buy it. And that's the big risk, that you have a medical problem overseas and it's not covered. And the really big risk is that you need evacuation. Especially if you're on Medicare, I think it's worth considering buying a medical insurance policy when you're traveling abroad. But that's very, very different from the stuff, the junk that these airlines are selling and the junk that Expedia and Booking.com and all these different travel websites are selling. What they're offering you is very different than the stuff that, that Herb's buying. Let's end with a lightning round to give us a few final tips for anyone who hasn't traveled in a while. Watch out for two short layovers. Yeah, especially if you're checking luggage. You know, some of these airlines they're still offering, you know, these 40-minute layovers. Well, your, your luggage isn't going to make it if you're only in the airport for 40 minutes. Uh, if I'm checking luggage, I, I want an hour cushion there. And if I'm traveling internationally, like through Heathrow, you probably want a two-hour cushion to make sure that you have time to make it through security and that to make sure your luggage gets transferred. Some essentials you should carry on the plane. 
Yeah, always take prescription medicine with you. And buy your ticket with a credit card. When you use a credit card to buy something, you get really strong protections. If something goes wrong and someone's not willing to put it right, you know, say a tour operator cancels all your stuff and disappears with your money. If you've paid using a credit card, you're protected. You will be able to get that money back. Kevin, some really great advice. We wish you happy travels because that backpack is packed and ready to go. That's right. It's getting warm out. Let's go. Well, that's it for this edition of Consumerpedia. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss any episodes. Another way you can support this show is to follow us at Consumerpedia on Facebook and Instagram or at My Consumerpedia on Twitter. I'm Herb Weisbaum. Thank you for listening. Consumerpedia is a public service of Checkbook.org. We're a unique nonprofit that empowers you, the consumer, to save money and make smarter choices. From auto repair shops to doctors, plumbers to vets, you can count on Checkbook.org to help you find the best services and avoid the worst. Local ratings are unbiased and accurate. If you live in or around these seven cities and haven't joined Checkbook yet, check us out. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Seattle, San Francisco, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Washington, D.C. To get your free 30-day subscription, go to checkbook.org slash consumerpedia. Consumerpedia, empowering consumers to save money and make smarter choices.